Hey guys, welcome to Electronic Dance Money, your number one business resource for making money as electronic musicians and producers. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Electronic Dance Money. I'm your host, Christian Casido, and you're going to hang out with me solo today. Don't have an episode with Mike and no guests this week, but I do actually have some really awesome guests coming up. Um, One guest I'm going to be having on, we're going to be sitting down with a talent buyer, a pretty big talent buyer here in Texas. And so we're going to be chatting up about how artists should approach talent buyers, what they look for when they're looking to book artists, and basically how you can get into some more shows, bigger ones, and how to buddy up with some of those talent buyers. But for now, we're going to actually be going into some more networking stuff because I've had quite, I've had some interesting experiences over the last couple of weeks with networking And specifically, we're going to be talking about networking at festivals and shows and what that looks like, how to approach it, how to get involved with festivals and shows. And there's a couple of directions you can take. One of the best directions you can actually just immediately start out with is having a friend that does either is playing these shows or they're working for these shows. And I've talked about that in the past, and I really want to emphasize that even more today. So we're we're going to be talking about, you know, I, I've mentioned the past from the book, The Go-Giver, about finding a connector or being a connector yourself and what that is. And we'll, we'll talk about that right now, which if you, if you haven't listened to that episode or you haven't read The Go-Giver, strongly suggest it. But there's a an archetype in that book called The Connector. And The Connector is someone who's basically very well connected. Uh, they know a lot of people and they can help you get connected with other individuals that can help you and that you can help them. So they're essentially a resource for help. And finding a connector for yourself is what is really going to get you in front of the right people and get you in front of the right network. And it's going to allow you to start working on some bigger projects and move forward in your career. Now, sometimes it's a little bit difficult to find a connector because to find a connector means that you're, you, you have a friend who enjoys being around you. They like your work and they want to bring you into the circle. And a lot of these circles can be really really tight and really close. So I got really lucky with a couple of my connectors, which I've mentioned them before on the podcast many times. My buddy Paxton, who does a lot of photography and videography in town, which he's probably the best connector I've ever found. And I'm actually going to bring him on the show, I think. And because I I have a theory here and we're, we're about to get into that. But my other connector would be Noah Neiman, which uh, he was on the show. I've mentioned him many times before, but these connectors are the ones that have been able to get me backstage to meet people, and they are helping me along my path uh, with with a lot of pretty much with whatever I need. They're there to help me out, and that has come through establishing relationships with them over the years helping them out wherever I can and just being a being a useful friend, being a friend. Um, 
And that's usually all that takes. Now, I want to tell you about my my story with Paxton because I, I really lucked out with Paxton. And Paxton is a fantastic photographer. If you want to check out some of his work, you can look him up on Instagram, Paxton underscore Connors, C-O-N-N-E-R-S for his last name. I met Paxton back in, it was 2020, right before COVID. And Alex Wayman, who we've had on the podcast, I think it was like episode five or something. He runs Storytime Records and he was coming into town to play a show and I hit him up. Actually, I think he hit. No, I hit him up when I found out he was coming to town and he's like, yeah, come out to the show. We'll hang out and um, chill. I've got a videographer and photographer dude that I'm hiring that's new in town. So I'll be meeting up with him. We can all meet up before the show. And that was Paxton. And Paxton was fairly new to Austin. He was actually a fairly new photographer and videographer at the time. He's He came from New York and he's actually shot before before he came to Austin. He shot some crazy people, including Shakira. Um, and he's got a funny story, which I'll save it for this podcast episode that I'm going to record with him. But as soon as I met him, we really hit it off and he was still getting himself involved in the scene, going to shows and shooting. I lucked out at meeting him at the right time. Um, we became really good friends. I started promoting him. He, you know, we would meet together and I started helping him out with his business as much as I could um, and as much as he wanted. And eventually it got to a point where once shows started coming back around at the end of 2020 and 20, beginning of 2021, he started going out and shooting a lot more of these shows, getting more connected with people. And eventually he was just like, man, you should start coming out to these shows with me. I can, I can get you in and you can get all access, go wherever you want and hang out and talk to people. I was like, oh, okay, that's really interesting because now I have a resource where I can network with people within the boundaries of a show, talk to the openers and um, just be friendly with them and start establishing re- some relationships with one of the, some of those local artists. So I started doing that. And that, that was last year. I went to a handful of shows and then kind of went radio silent with him. But we've started to I've started going out to more shows with him and we're, we're working on some projects together, which I'm really excited about. And I'll be announcing those soon. But Finding someone like Paxton is extremely valuable as a resource because he is able to now he can pretty much walk into any show that an EDM artist is playing at and they're just going to give him wristbands and anyone with him. It's the same thing. So finding that kind of resource is going to allow you to actually get backstage to talk to either, you know, a lot of times in the green room. There won't be anyone like the opening artists, the support artists. They won't hang out back there after their show or whatever. And it's just the headliner. And this has happened with Paxson many times where he's been able to just start shooting the shit with a headliner in his green room while they're alone. So having being able to get access to those kinds of people, that's where you really start making moves and you can really establish relationships. And again, I'll probably no. maybe I'll talk. I will talk about in this episode about like how to engage with those artists. And I've talked about with Mike, you don't want to fangirl. You want to keep it cool, calm and collected and just have a genuine conversation with a lot of these artists. But Paxton has been an 
an incredible resource and Noah as well. And we'll, we'll get into that. So Illfest just happened here in Austin a few weeks ago, right? now. it's the second week of, uh, or third week, I guess, of September. Um, but Illfest happened that first, the first weekend of September here in Austin. And Noah was playing on one of the stages and he's like, Hey dude, you want to come? I can get you all access. I was like, sure. I'll go for your set. Maybe hang out for a couple of hours. I might have some plans. And so went with Noah, got my, uh, got my guest pass and he ended up playing and leaving. Paxton was actually shooting there. So I was like, Oh, I'll hang out with Paxton for a little bit longer. Ended up staying till the end of the night, but that gave me access where I was hanging out where all of the artists trailers were like I was hanging out where Getter's trailer was Medeon all all these like huge fucking artists and there were there were a bunch of people back there and so I just started hanging out talking to people one of the stagehands um this uh this woman Ashley started shooting the shit with her she was start she's starting to work on some of her own business stuff and that gave me an opportunity and to jump in and give her some advice, give her some feedback, told her about my marketing experience, gave her some advice there. And she was extremely thankful for it. And we kind of hit it off, started hanging out. I actually started helping her at what towards the end of the night, which we'll talk about that as well. But getting that access through someone like Noah allowed me to really branch out and start meeting new people. And in fact, some of these people I'm going to bring on the podcast. So immediately I'm able to offer value to these other individuals who are further along in their careers or more invested in the industry and higher up in the industry than I am. Um, and providing this sort of value is like a mutual agreement of just helping each other out. Like, and, and they're all willing, I'm sure, to help me out as well at some point. Now, I don't want to, I'm not going to speak for them. Who knows? I could be completely wrong. But all I can do is try to provide value for, for these individuals as well and help them out. So there's two kinds of connectors that you could really find. There's one person who's going to be working these shows, like Paxton, um, who was shooting all of, all of Illfest. And... And then there's the artist type where you befriend an artist. And I honestly think you should befriend as many artists as you can and really establish relationships with those people because you never know who's going to move up. The biggest thing Paxton can get me into almost any show, almost any show that I want to get into with Noah, he's probably going to be playing a lot of these bigger festivals and he can help me get into these bigger festivals. And so now I've split my two connectors where I can almost get into any show around Austin probably even in Dallas or Houston, if Paxton is going to shoot stuff or again, Noah's going to play something. There's two connectors you want to look out for. The people who are working the shows, friend, someone. Now that again, the people working the shows is going to be a lot more difficult. I honestly think photographers and videographers are probably the best people to connect with. Some of them have some ego stuff like artists um, and they don't care to establish relationships with you. And you kind of have to get lucky with someone like Paxton or um, again, if you can just uh, actually I'll mention that in a minute. But then also the Noah connection, you know, finding an artist that you can establish a relationship with and move up with them. Now, if you can't find a connector, you have to be the connector. You have to figure out ways to be a connector. And one of the ways I was thinking about is, is being that photographer videographer. It may be 
worth your time to learn a new skill, invest in that skill like photography or videography, especially with editing, to then start shooting some of these shows and get access to these people while you're working. And immediately you could potentially provide value with them with shooting content for them. But then um, additionally mention, oh, I'm an artist as well. At some point you can bring that up. And I want to talk more on the subject of actually turning yourself into a connector by providing some other source of value. Being an artist or a DJ, that's not necessarily a great source of value. But if you have a skill that these people don't have or that they need, that immediately gives you the value that you can offer and you can start getting more access. Now, it takes a lot of time. It does, it, it does take a lot of time to like establish a good skill set like photography or videography, especially in the editing world. That could take you a couple of years. But if you're younger in your career and you understand that this is a 10-year journey, a couple of years really isn't much as long as you're still maintaining the other stuff on the side. But this gives you a direct in. I'm telling you a, like an in you wouldn't believe into a network that outside of not having a connector or outside of having a connector, you probably wouldn't get access to. At least it's very, it's much more difficult unless you're throwing a show, you're a talent buyer, promoter, something like that. Any any sort of resource. And, and I think that is also a valuable um, skill that you could learn. You know, maybe you don't want to go the photography and videography route because you have to do more work while you're there. But if you're helping promote if you're helping be a talent buyer you can still get access to these shows enjoy the shows because most of your work is done the other thing you can do is a lot of these festivals ask for volunteers they want people to do volunteer work and if you can get into the a and r space of volunteer work where you're actually helping accommodate the artists setting up their trailers getting them anything they need that also gives you access to these artists now it's important to understand that the the bigger the artist, the more difficult it is to talk to them and engage and engage with them. And if you know me, I will always say, go for the smaller one, the mid-tier artist where people aren't surrounding them. Those are the ones that are still looking for a lot of that praise. They'll be more responsive to you. They'll be more endearing to you. They'll be more willing to talk to you and connect with you. And again, you don't know who's going to blow up. So finding those mid-level artists, those mid-tier ones, those are kind of the it's it, it's like hedging your bets. Like you're you're in, you're making an investment of your time and your energy into this person that you think is going to become bigger than where they're at right now in the future. And if you can establish a relationship with them now before they get too big, they're going to remember that and you can move up with them. Now, if you do have yourself a connector and you're able to get into a lot of these shows, engaging with those people who are working the shows, like um, this woman, Ashley, who I was hanging out with, she did a lot of that A&R stuff where she was setting up trailers and whatnot. And uh, she did an interview with Noah. Noah sh- shouted out my podcast and she's like, oh, we should collab. And that's kind of how this thing started with her and I. And eventually towards the end of the night, I I actually volunteered. I was not there to help, but I volunteered to help her out with some things. And I was helping her set up some trailers, get things organized, making sure she was uh, doing everything she needed to do. Um, And 
again, that's that's that like relationship bonding right there. That's building trust and being like, hey, I'm here to help. Let me know what I can do for you. And if you can establish that sort of relationship at some point, now you don't want to be too like hands on and like and aggressive and too forward. You 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 really networking is an art style like you have to be able to read people, read emotions in the room, know when know what your place is, when you can talk, when you could potentially provide some sort of value. And when you see that, if you recognize that, go for it. That's your opportunity to show, hey, I'm not just a face here. I can actually be an asset in this space. And if you can show that you can be an asset in that space, those people are going to want to continue to connect with you. They're going to want to work with you. They're going to want to collaborate with you. And that's just going to move you up. Um, The only way to get to that space, though, again, is if you either become the connector yourself or you find a connector. It's very important to understand if you become the connector that takes away a lot of your time and energy that you have towards building this other thing. Now, if you remember our previous episodes, especially when we were hanging out with the Human Music Podcast, um, we talked a lot about enjoying the journey. And, and sometimes this is part of the journey. Maybe you get into another field in this industry and you go, I actually kind of like it over here a little bit more. It's less stressful. I'm having more fun. And that's a part of that enjoying the journey. Maybe you lean into that more and you find a different passion. So making yourself a connector can have it. It, it has its benefits and it has its negatives. So figuring out what the best solution is for you is number one. Do you want to are you able to find a connector? If you are, go that route. If not, if that's not within your wheelhouse, then you need to figure out a way for yourself to become a connector. And it really does come down to, I mean, if you want to go like the talent buying and promotion route, which we're going to talk to this guy, Ryan, a bit more about how to get involved with that. But I would assume a lot of that has to do with volunteering your time, going to some of these local shows like we've talked about in the past, connecting with the DJs and the artists and finding out who the people are that are booking and promoting them and introduce yourself and ask how you can help and volunteer your time. A lot of it's going to be for free, I'm sure for a while, but that's just, that's how you get in. That's, that's your step in the door or that's your foot in the door and you can move forward from there. Going back to interacting, because I, I did meet a number of artists and I connected with them um, at a Delta Heavy show the other night. I did the same thing with some pretty big artists. But when you're engaging with a lot of these people, again, it's very important to know your place and know that this is not your time, right? This is not your show. This isn't just because you're hanging out in the green room or backstage or wherever the hell it is. If you're somewhere exclusive, that does not mean that you're the life of the party. You're not the the cool person in the room. You're not the one that everyone should be wanting to talk to and hang out around. Understanding your place is in and more so being a fly on the wall and seeing small spots where you can maybe interject and say something, that's that's how you get people to engage with you because once they understand, oh, this person's not just going to fangirl and freak out and be aggressive and try to dominate the room, that is going to allow other people to be more interested in talking to you. 
and be more willing to respond in a positive way with whatever you're saying, especially if you can add your little two cents in every once in a while. And then once they get more more comfortable with your presence in the room, towards the end of the night, once everyone has some drinks in them, they're more socially lubricated, then you can kind of step in and introduce yourself. And a lot of the times they'll just walk up and be like, oh, what's your name? Who are you? And they'll, you know, Sometimes it, it depends. Sometimes the artists don't do it, but like managers will. So, and this also gives you an opportunity to, if you're hanging out backstage, anyone who's running the venue or running the show, introduce yourself to those people. But we've talked about this in the, in the past, just being a face, a constant face there is going to eventually get people to really engage with you and start establishing a relationship with you. The other big thing about having a connector as your your point of resources, they they can actually physically introduce you to people. And when they can physically introduce you to people, the the people they're introducing you to, whether they're important or not, they they're going to trust you a bit more. They're going to go off of how they know the connector. And if they're good friends with the connector, let's say Paxton, everyone fucking loves Paxton. And I don't blame them. He, Paxton is amazing. He's such an incredible human. But if they trust that connector, they have a good relationship, they're already going to be at a positive light with you. Without even really knowing you, they're going to be more engaging with you. They're going to trust you a bit more. And and that's that's one of the big values of having a connector like Paxton and having a relationship with, with, with someone like Paxton. So there's really four takeaways, four big takeaways that you should pay attention to with with how this networking thing works at shows and festivals and how to get in. One, find a connector or become a connector. Once you do that, you can get into these shows. Once you're into these shows and you're hanging out with more important people, shut up and be a fly on the wall. That's, that's kind of the second takeaway. Hang out and find, your, find the points where you can possibly interject and connect and... Uh, and provide value to others. Third takeaway, don't fangirl. Definitely don't fangirl. Don't be too aggressive. Again, that fly on the wall is, is where, where it's really important. And then the fourth takeaway is once you're going towards the end of the night, you can start to interject more and provide, try to provide more value or at least introduce yourself to more people and get more involved in the conversations as people are drinking a bit more. But then attached to that number four is going to be just keep showing up, be a regular face. And once you're that regular face, people are really going to engage with you more. That's it for, for, that's it for today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. Don't forget, we have a new Discord channel set up. If you head to enviousaudio.com slash Discord, you can join the Discord channel. For There's already a bunch of people in there where we always hang out, talk business, and uh, discuss what everyone's working on, promoting tracks, getting feedback, all that sort of stuff. Head to enviousaudio.com slash episode 88 to check out the show notes, and I'll talk to you guys later. Take care.